Welcome to Digging In with Missouri Farm Bureau. I'm Eric Boll, Director of Public Affairs, and this week we're going to have a little bit of a shorter episode for you. We're just going to talk with Spencer Tuma about the uh, developments with the Farm Bill as it just passed the Senate last week. So now we have a House and Senate version ready to go to conference and work out the differences. We're also going to talk about the developments with trade as the uh, issues with China and Canada have been heating up over the past few weeks. So let's get started. Spencer Tuma is our Director of National Legislative Programs, and we had a big development last week in Washington, D.C. The Senate finally passed their version of the Farm Bill, so now we've had both the House and Senate uh, pass their own versions of a Farm Bill. So, Spencer, what did the um, the Senate version of the Farm Bill uh, look like, and how did that, uh, that go down in, in the Senate debate? Well, it was a very exciting week in ag policy, and I am pleased to report that we did pass a farm bill out of the Senate. Uh, It actually was a very bipartisan process. We actually didn't see a lot of floor time, really, for the farm bill. Um, There were some amendments filed, but ultimately a lot of those situations were resolved behind the scenes. Uh, And the bill did pass 86 to 11, I believe. So it had very, very strong bipartisan support. Senator Blunt and Senator McCaskill both did vote for final passage of the farm bill, and we really appreciate their leadership for Missouri agriculture on that front. The main difference is, of course, we've discussed the House version uh, was a very partisan farm bill. It made a lot of changes, especially to the nutrition title, which typically is the root of that partisan concern. The Senate bill really did not make eligibility changes to the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. It made some more administrative changes as far as reporting and accountability, that sort of thing but didn't really make changes to eligibility at all. Um, Also in the conservation program with the conservation uh, reserve program, uh, the Senate proposed to raise the current cap, which is at 24 million acres on that program, to 25 million acres. The House version, of course, raised that much higher to 29 million acres. So those were the two kind of big differences. Mm -hmm. Neither bill made major changes to farm programs. However, uh, it was a little disappointing. The Senate did include an amendment from Senator Grassley of Iowa that would limit the number of actively engaged farm operators that would be eligible to receive farm program benefits. Now, Mm -hmm. this is really not a new situation. Senator Grassley has offered similar language in the past, um, and we are hopeful that that will be addressed during conference. The House version actually expanded the actively engaged provision. Um, Senator Grassley's amendment would have restricted it, so that'll be something that has to be worked out in conference. Sure. So that is the next step on this is to to have both chambers vote to mm-hmm. send the bill to their own bill to a conference committee mm-hmm. and try to hash out differences and write basically a, a middle ground um, bill that would resolve any differences between the two bills, right? Yeah, so the conference committee will be made up of members of the House and Senate. Typically, those are agriculture leaders, people who are heavily involved in ag policy, but they don't, I don't believe, have to be on the committee of jurisdiction mm-hmm. on the ag committee. And a lot of them also involved in nutrition policy, since yeah. that is, well, what is the number now? It's something like three-fourths of the bill is uh, actually nutrition funding. Yeah, I think it's something like 77% this time. It was 80% in the last farm bill, and then with some of the changes, it's around between 75 and 80%. Mm-hmm. Let's just call it that. Sure. Um, split the difference. So it'll be made up of House and Senate members, and then they will work out the differences. Uh, I would say that talks are already underway, starting to work out those differences amongst staff, even though the conference committee won't be appointed until uh, the House and Senate come back in next week after the 4th of July holiday. Um, Ideally, you know, we would have a bill by September 30th, but things 
things can get a little bit dicey sometimes during conference. I think you told me that uh, what was the last time a farm bill was introduced and passed <laughs> yeah, in the same year? That was really interesting. I was reading that the other day that uh, the last time a farm bill was introduced and passed in the same year was 1990. And um, that was also the last time one was passed during a lame duck session. Uh, the last time that a farm bill was passed before the previous one expired, I believe was 1976. That's so, been a long time. It's been a while. It's a, yeah, no, that's... <laughs> We're working against the current um, of, of tradition, the way that this is done. It just seems like uh, always the, the Congress ends up running into some speed bump that they don't mm-hmm. feel like they can get past, and they end up doing a, a one-year extension or something. But this year, it actually looks like it's fairly promising. Well, I have, you know, as I say to a lot of people here in the office and out and about, I am an eternal optimist, so I'm confident that we will get a farm bill done. But but truly, I believe there is an appetite in Congress to get it done before the expiration. Now, I really think it's going to be critical that we agree on a conference report before the August recess, because mm-hmm. when they come back in September, they're really going to be working on appropriations, and that's, mm-hmm. that takes quite a bit of time. Um, And we have the government funding expiring, I believe, September 30th, um, because we'll start a new fiscal year. So there will be a lot of things that have to happen with the budget, and adding a farm bill into that mix may not be ideal. Yeah, and on top of that is just the fact that this is an election year, Mm -hmm. and it's a big election year. There's a lot at stake, Um, particularly, you know, all of the talk just in the past week or two regarding the Supreme Court. Um, it's becoming a bigger and bigger election every minute, mm-hmm. it seems like. And when there's a big election looming, Congress has, has a tendency to just avoid taking any big votes mm-hmm. that might rock the boat or that might get them in trouble back home. Um, right. And this tends to be a bill that is has has gotten kind of controversial over the past mm-hmm. few years. And so that that's probably the biggest reason that, like you say, if we don't get it done, before the August recess, it's very unlikely to end up being done in September. Right. We are confident at this point that if a bill does get done, the president does intend to sign it. He has not threatened any sort of veto. Um, I think he has stated that he would like to see some changes to the SNAP program, but at the end of the day, will that be the be-all, end-all on whether or not we sign or veto the bill? I I don't know. Yeah. And uh, with the Senate Farm Bill, the, the White House issued a statement of administrative position, it's called an SAP, um, that did not threaten a formal Mm -hmm. veto. So that's a good sign um, that that bill at least would have would have been okay with them, even though it didn't contain any of those changes to the SNAP program. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, hopefully they'll be able to find some middle ground. Um, it's it's going to be tough, though, because there's a lot of people in the House. What was the vote in the House where it passed? It's 213 to 211. It was yeah. very tense. Um, actually, votes to lose there. <laughs> when, the clock, when the clock ran out, I was watching it online, it was 211 to 211. Yeah. So there were still two votes that needed to roll in. But it was much more partisan and a lot closer than the mm-hmm. Senate bill. Yeah, and the Senate, what did you say, 86 to 11? That, I believe so, yes. Yeah, so with those, that just shows you how different the sentiment is regarding these bills in those mm-hmm. two chambers. So hopefully they'll be able to find some middle ground. But. Yeah. One thing I do want to touch on as well is um, kind of the two biggest issues I've been working on is trade mm-hmm. and the Farm Bill. And the Farm Bill actually contains some provisions regarding trade. Um, there are two programs or 
actually multiple programs, two that we typically think of uh, is the Market Assistance Program and the Fort Market Development Program that are contained in the trade title of the Farm Bill. So uh, there's been a lot of uncertainty surrounding trade, and I'm sure we want to discuss that a little further. But uh, we were thankful to see that both bills did fund those programs so that we can hopefully open new markets for our ag products. Sure. And those have been on the, um, I wouldn't say on the chopping block, but they've been controversial uh, in some of the fiscal conservative circles, mm-hmm. uh, thinking that you know the government, um, the USDA doesn't need to be involved in foreign market assistance, trying to help uh, sellers get into uh, break into a market that they're unfamiliar with and don't have any expertise in. But it's actually been a pretty effective thing, even for a lot of Missourians mm-hmm. um, who have some specialty products and other things that they're trying to sell to other countries. So we were happy to see that there. Um, So yeah, you mentioned trade. Uh, That's definitely been the other big issue in the news as far as ag policy. And, you know, we always say it seems like it shifts every minute Mm -hmm. um, with uh, the the administration's position on different countries. What's been, what have been the latest developments on that? So this is the week that the tariffs that the U.S. has threatened on, uh, basically to punish the Chinese government for intellectual property theft. Mm -hmm. This is the week that those will go into effect, and we anticipate that China's retaliatory tariffs will go into effect as well. So that deadline is Friday, July 6th. Um, Of course, our listeners might remember that China has threatened up to 25% tariffs on soybeans, corn, beef, sorghum, cotton, pretty much all agricultural products that we raise here in the state of Missouri. Um, So it's caused a lot of concern for our members. Um, You know, we're confident that the administration is working towards a solution. But, you know, for the time being, I I think people are a little anxious, especially with the farm economy down as much as it is. Yeah, definitely. So um, with the uh, with the farm economy in such a bad shape, in such bad shape, what uh, is are there anything, uh, anything that farmers can do to um, try to mitigate that and uh, anything on the policy side that could be helpful on the horizon? Well, always, you know, talking about talking to your elected leaders about the importance of trade is never a bad thing to do. Um, and the Farm Bill is designed to provide a safety net for producers when prices do fall below certain levels, uh, which I think, you know, it's important that we pass a new Farm Bill on time so that those safety net programs can stay in place. We don't need any additional added uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, the crops are already in the ground. We can't go back and take them out based mm-hmm on what's happening around the world with international trade. Um, And unfortunately, at this point, we kind of have to play the hand that that we've been dealt. But we hope that the administration, um, we know that they have the best interests of Americans in mind, and we're hopeful that we will come to a solution sooner rather than later. Sure. It seems just like a dangerous game that we're playing, and sometimes that's what you have to do to to get the results you want. Um, But we're uh, it makes you a little nervous along the way. I I think you're absolutely right. It's certainly been a very fluid situation and and one that's caused a lot of anxiety. But I do think that um, there are folks out there who are very hopeful about the situation. You know, they understand that China has been a bad bad actor in international trade and something has got to be done about it. Uh, But it has caused some concern for the time being. Yeah, absolutely. Well, appreciate the update and look forward to seeing what happens in the next week. All right. Sounds good. Have a happy Fourth of July. All right. Thanks. You too. We have a handful of events coming up over the next few weeks we want to make sure that you're aware of. Uh, the first one is the Agritourism Conference. Missouri Agritourism Conference is going to be in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, July 29th, 30th, and 31st. You can go to our website at mofb.org for more information and to register for that. 
and anybody is welcome to register and, and come to that event. We're going to have some speakers that are experts in their industry, as well as some tours of local farms that are doing uh, great things with agritourism. So please check that out. Um, August, I'm sorry, July 29th, 30th, and 31st is the Missouri Agritourism Conference. Also, August 9th and 10th is our Commodity Conference and PAC Endorsement Session. That's going to be here in Jefferson City. The information for that is also on our website, and you can register there. We're going to have a number of different speakers on both plants and animals, uh, having two separate tracks that you can um, tailor what you are going to be hearing uh, when you come to that event. So look at that on our website also and register August 9th and 10th. Also, that is uh, August 9th is the first day of the Missouri State Fair. That'll be going on the 9th through the 19th. Come by the Missouri, uh, the Missouri Farm Bureau building at the State Fair and, of course, get your 25-cent milk. But we're also going to have a lot of other um, great things going on in the, in the building, including a drawing for a John Deere lawnmower, as we've had the last several years. And we're going to be having a straw poll this year for the Senate campaign and for the uh, transportation tax initiative. So don't forget to drop by the Missouri Farm Bureau building when you're at the Missouri State Fair, August 9th through 19th. Thank you very much for joining us, and we will be back with you next week.